It's your boy Young LA, the real Young LA. You tune in to Born Leaders Podcast. You changed the channel, you lost your motherfucking mind, player. Hello. Oh, hello. To the Born Leaders Podcast, your boy Levante F. Smith. This your girl Jamie B. We got a special guest today. My, My boy. The real young LA, you already know we in here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> where where did that name Young LA come from? Young LA came from the streets basically. Um when I started rapping, I was actually living in Long Beach. Okay. So everybody was kinda like, Oh yeah, he's from over here, he's from out here and I was like, No, I'm from LA. Oh so as I kept telling people my name I was from LA. Um I had a name my name was Nonchalant. So when you broke it up, it was people just start calling me line. You know how people do. Yeah, break, break it down. So L A N T, and then when I was telling people, it was hard for them to get it. So when people just kept saying like I'm from over, I was now from L A, and then I just said I'm gonna go by Young L A. Oh, because you, know you was tired of explaining to people. <laughs> my name is like that too. So every time I say my name, what's your name? So I just want the more of a definite name, and it kind of wanted to put on for L A. Oh, that's dope. I like that. So what part of L A did you grow up in? I grew up all over LA. I didn't grow up in one spot, so when I say I put on for LA, I mean like the whole county. Oh, I didn't live. I probably moved maybe like twenty-five times just in LA County. <laughs> oh, damn. I lived in Compton, Gardena, LA, Long Beach, all the way to Orange County, all the way you know Hawthorne. You know every yeah. I've been there. You know that's how I know a lot of people, a lot of schools, a lot of just really. And like when I lived over places, I didn't live for like two, three years. So when I come back, people ask me like, "Oh, he grew up over here." So mm. a lot of places, certain people are like, "Oh, he grew up over here." Yeah. Or, I grew up over here. So to me, I don't. I, I like. I'm, I didn't want to get caught up in the gang politics. I'm more of like a hustler trapper. So me, I'm from LA. I don't want to. You know, I fuck with my people on this side, on this yeah. side. Everybody is good people's family and just positive energy. You know, what I'm talking about. That's good. Move around better. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's still tricky out here, you know, but it's definitely, you don't got to go through as much of the politics or, yeah. you know, stuff ain't. But it's still LA, though. Right. <laughs> don't be people be thinking just saying, because rent. you don't gangbang that you don't have to deal with the, with the gangbang yeah. politics. But I respect it, you know, everybody grew up in a, whatever section they is. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I'll be hoping that they don't have to, you know, collide with people. Everybody gonna represent where they from. Of course. But yeah. when somebody say where they from and they don't like it, that's where the problem is. So I just treat uh, L.A. like the states. Every if he from over there, I treat it like that's his own state. And if he mm. just, oh yeah, he just from Colorado. My boy from there. When you start getting into the politics of uh -huh. it, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. So I show love to everybody, and you know most of them they show love back, and it's like that. Uh, one thing I like about you is your your wordplay. Your wordplay is like phenomenal. Your delivery is Appreciate crazy. Um, I love rap, so I'm gonna break some lyrics down. Um, you participated in a cipher, right? At the um, in innovative culture. Yes. How was that experience? That was dope. Um, shout out to Innovative Culture and the Juice Crew. Yeah. Actually, um, them is my part of my team. Okay. So uh, one of them, they started their own podcast, and okay. they got other podcasts on them. So my girl got it, and my sister got a podcast. Chop it up. Yeah, and they, and they got a couple of dope other podcasts. I don't know all of the names, mm -hmm. but it's at least five or six podcasts, yep. and they run underneath Innovative Culture. So I was there when they started the whole setup, and to now where they just booming. And then uh, 
my camera people, they they got their own crew now. You okay. know how everybody started by themselves to get a team. I think her name is Milk. Milk and Media okay. and Milk Official Media. Juice. And then okay. they got a whole crew as well. So they just be, uh, you know, they shoot videos for me, shoot videos. But now we got to start coming with other dope ways to get seen and, yep. and incorporate L.A. into it. So when they said the cypher, I was down. And like I said, when they went, they went all out. It was more like a BET cypher. We had food. Oh we, had, we had a dressing room. It gave me that vibe, yeah. like the like '90s. And when I say it was like as smooth as it felt, they made us do it again. Like everybody had to do it in a row. You know how people oh, yeah. they edited it. Nah, mm -hmm. if, if everybody didn't hit, start over. So if I fucked up. We gotta start over. If the third nigga fucked up, I start over from first, <laughs> oh, second. Dang. So it was it was like that before it to come out so solid like that. They put a lot of work in. So it was it was definitely dope. So salute to them. Salute to you. Shout out to them. Um, you saying the cipher and I quote, "Hope they don't want smoke because I be smoking a lot. Think bowling balls put three holes in like three holes in your top, nigga. Fuck a safe, nigga. I got dollars buried." I done made more moves than my nigga Tyler Perry. More that delivery play. was crazy. <laughs> so my my my. I done made more plays than Tyler Perry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, no, I got a list problem like a mug. I got a list problem. Plays, yes. Yes, sir. Um. So how was that? Is it? Do you write before you got into the cipher? Was it freestyle? Do you just? I really uh I really freestyle. Oh. I don't I don't write. I, I I break it up in like every four bars. Oh, so you wow. can ask all the engineers that I work with. It'd be more fun like that because, you know, imagine in the studio. I start going to the studio a lot, and as you start doing that, it's like this. While I'm writing, the engineer is doing what he's doing. Right. And there's a lot of rappers put so much time in the writing process that when it's time to record, the engineer will be burnt out. And, you know, so it's more of a, a team effort. Yeah. Okay? So we working together. You know, he can tell me what he think or do that over. And when you do it the other way, it's you. People be reading off the paper, so you're not really getting into the vibe. Yeah. And then um, I really don't have a chance to uh, go back over what I think. I'm just coming from whatever my head. So the way I live, it just come right off. It's right. not like me meditating or switching and racing and reading and trying to nothing. It just comes just how it is. So a lot of different styles, a lot of different uh, orthodox. I be you know different flows. Yeah. A lot of punch lines, and then yes. I don't like the line my you know i feel like people telegraph they punch lines they some 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 from compton oh some, yeah some 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 and now we mm -hmm. chopping you already see it coming yeah so, yeah, you yeah. Know, i try to throw mine where yeah. you like oh yeah that was a punch line he done and the next one like i don't you know it's just so all over the place yeah and i'm glad you mentioned that because i'm that type of person when i listen to music i'm like he gonna say this and they say it <laughs> but with you I, like i said i don't think nobody ever gonna say they made more plays than tyler perry and mean it too though and mean it too because yes, you you was rhyming and i was trying to get the end i'm like he gonna say this and you said got more plays than that nigga tyler perry i was like oh shit. like yes sir so the the like you said when you did the cypher you had to keep redoing it over and over and again and yeah. you said that you like a freestyle rapper basically yeah. so how did that affect you and you had to keep doing it uh, you wanted it's, it's, but i treat it like a fan you know how do you learn music you listen to it yeah. over so true really when after i write my verse and i finish i don't remember it oh okay i gotta listen to it because like i said if i write right now i do three songs today all them songs i'm just it's just coming so when uh, i leave here i literally gotta play i might remember a line here but i'm 
gonna keep rapping. So as soon as I finish, I'm going to the second verse. We go in there, we talk oh, about okay. a hook. He might flip me back to the song. I didn't finish the set. Boom, boom, boom. So when I come back, I actually don't remember where I'm at with it. So uh, I, I listen. I learn my music when I be driving, really, or I come up with bars and stuff while I'm driving. You know, it ain't always like I'm just freestyling. Sometimes I might be driving to the beat and I'm kind of like diving to what I want to talk about or right. to stay on subject. So right. I might come up with a few different topics. But when I get in here, I just know the topics. Okay. Kind of like your interview. You don't know which way the interview goes. Of course. You just know which topics you want to hit. So uh -huh. sometimes the topics don't make it. Sometimes I take it out or sometimes I get to going. And yeah, that's true. So it's just, you know, I, I like I like it to be like that. So it'd be a little bit, a little newer, a little different. Oh yeah, that's that was my second question. Well, one of the questions I was going to ask, like, what was your thought process when being in the studio, but you basically answered it. Yeah, I, I like the, uh, sometimes I come in here and I don't think. I just come in here on whatever vibe we on, we just follow that vibe. Sometimes I come in here, it's just different ways. I feel like it's moves, you know right. what I mean? Some people think they come here and say, I'm going to make a song for the club. Right. It ain't like that. I just come in here and whatever we make, it just fall where it fall. I let people come after and start listening, tell me what they like. Like, actually, we started working on the new tape, and uh, I did an intro, and the intro crazy already. They like, man, this is crazy. Okay. And it's like, you know, people, hey, man, send me that. And already, I'm like, man, that shit barely, like, I, I don't even remember the words. All right. Like, That's dope, though. Uh, it'd be dope like that, though, but yeah. Your truck in uh, L.A. album. Truck in L.A. Yeah, how did you come up with that title for that? I was actually on probation. Mm -hmm. So the whole time I was on probation, I wasn't walking around like pressing it like, hey, I'm on probation or free me campaign or nothing <laughs> like that. I did my whole probation period for the most part like under the wrap. So when I start getting towards the end of it, uh, one of my good partners, uh, Bert Baccarat, he felt like I hadn't been making music. I, I don't want to say I was depressed. I just owed a lot of money, mm -hmm. and I like to be honest. You see how my videos come? I put a lot of money into it. Yeah, and a lot of energy and stuff, mm -hmm. and my energy was all over the place. So it was, it was pretty like a slow time for me, like far as music. Like I was producing, doing clothes, doing all the stuff I do. But for the most part, you got fans on music. They like, what's up with the music? When yeah. you gonna drop something new? So did you so, get like discouraged, or like where were you in that? Uh, or it was personal. It was a lot of stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, I could see people who was fucking with me starting to do moves that I do. Mm. I could see people who hang out with me every day that wouldn't hang out with me that just fuck with other people. You know, just a learning experience. So yeah. like now that everything's back solid, I remember everything. Of you know course. what I mean? Me too. It ain't no disrespect. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the way people raised or however they is. Yeah. That ain't how I move. I'm a real solid nigga. I really uh, uh, move on principles and, and shit like that. Yeah. So. You know, ball roll, high play, you know, you yeah. see how people for what it is. So, yeah, uh, with the Trapped in the Lay, though, I was pretty much on probation. I was piss testing, smoking still. I was just, <laughs> it was one of them things where when I went, they told me if I if I failed a test, that I could go to jail. But I smoked so much, you know, how it's part of my whole play. Uh -huh. So I, I had to make a personal decision, like, fuck it. And I was doing all kind of stuff to pass the test and all that. So it was just a lot going on. Yeah. So my boy basically took me to the studio and just got 12 hour studio time. And I was just, like I said, freestyling and recording shit. So when we came up with the concept where we was going, um, we just kind of mashed, mashed out from there. Our different features was pulling up. It just kind of happened like that, you know what I mean? Really, he got me back recording. Okay. And, uh, so if I wouldn't have did that, my last album was never not working too. It would have been a gap. 
between mm -hmm. there and there. Oh, so gotcha. that kept the music going, and I, I sold the project for fifty dollars. I came up with a, a dope box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After that, I started seeing a lot of people come up with the box, but I never announced what was inside the contents of the box. So a lot of people that you, if you don't get it, you don't know what was yeah, inside. Yeah, I see a YouTube channel and they was like opening the box and they were surprised because they didn't they didn't know what was inside. They know. So yeah. a lot of people that fuck with me, they they know what I'm on. I'm always on some next level stuff. But and what I like about you, you was like really delivering locally to 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 your fans. Yeah. Like, okay, you want a box? I'm gonna pull up. I thought that, that was dope. Usually like, when I do my albums, I do a um, a chief and greet. Or I do like a, a meet and greet or something. Oh, wow. So usually it's like a team and greet and then everybody. So on Never Not Working too. we did the meet and greet thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody was um, came. And I felt like when I did it like that, I couldn't um, get all of the information I was trying to get off. Like how you asking me about lyrics. If mm -hmm. I'm explaining to you about lyrics mm -hmm. and five people having a conversation over here, it's like I can't tell them, hey, I want y'all to listen to this. Right. This is yeah. really like a seminar rather than a party. Yeah. Right. So when people smoking and drinking and everybody, it turned into a party. Mm -hmm. But I really wanted to be pressing on the music at that time. So when I did it this time, I tried to figure out what was a more personal way to do it. And since I only made 50 boxes, I feel like instead of making a thing where only 50 people come, every time somebody bought it, I yeah. just pull up and we chief and greet right there. Oh, that's, that's dope. Smart, person yeah. person. So I was meeting people at their houses. The, when we did the vlog, the first day I did it, because I did it like every Sunday. I was telling people we were going to go and I spent around on that Sunday. We went to like six cities in Inglewood, L.A., San Pedro, yeah. Long Beach. We just moving around, spinning around, doing it. And just, so, I think you went to a liquor store. Mm -hmm. yeah, some people that didn't smoke, I went and got a liquor. So, because you know how it is. But really, it was like a chief and greet. So, when I got to my friend that didn't smoke, I went and got a deuce and bottle. So, it really turned to like a drinking me for my people that didn't smoke. Right, so, right. You know, I feel like people be, oh, he a smoker. You know, I don't. Nah, I'm trying to make sure everybody's smooth and happy. You know what I mean? So, where, where, who inspired you, or where did the concept of you doing the the fifty dollar boxes come from? Uh, you already know to the late the late great Nip. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Nip was somebody that was out here on this on this on this um, on this. Chitlin Circuit, what I call it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I just did an interview back in the day, way back in the day, and uh, we met Nip back then. Okay. And, and he had a curl and all that. He was moving his CD. He was the exact same dude. Yeah. You feel me? So when, when you're moving out here, you learn that, like, I might have a thousand people that buy my CDs, mm -hmm. but another person might have 10,000. If they sell their CDs for a certain amount, a dollar a single, they're going to make $10,000. Yep. If I got 1000 and I sell it for $10, I'm going to make $10,000. Mm -hmm. So it's basically uh, making that experience for your core fans yep. a more doper experience yep. with you. And then like, at the same time, you're still seeing other people seeing how you're moving, so they want to start moving in. So, you know, it, it's exactly that. Like, I got real fans, you know what yeah, I mean? That's so. Dope. I don't I don't like to uh not show them they love back. Like that I said, without dope. them it wouldn't be no me. Yeah. So you know how that goes. We just I incorporate all of that into it. When I I, I got fans because I've been rapping for a while, so I got fans from when I was rapping in high school and they was like, Oh yeah, he dope. Mm -hmm. So when they rap when they listen to me, I gotta make sure that they still think I'm dope. Yep. Then I got fans that I met at my last show. Is that pressure? Do you feel like that's pressure? No, it's not pressure because I, I deal with a lot of people in a day and I know how to deal with a lot of different people. And 
you know, meet them at the point they know. Like, I know what people want from me. Mm-hmm. So as long as I deliver, yeah, I can do it. But there ain't no pressure, you know. I, uh, I do this, you know. That's what I say. Who's your- when you start lacking and, and falling back on it and slacking, it start becoming pressure. But if you wake up every morning at 7 and get cracking and go to sleep at 11 at night, because this is like this is what you love this yeah. is what this, this I'm like I can a tell real this ma- is your passion I'm like a real machine yeah I could tell never not working never not working <laughs> <laughs> you really stand by that like never not working I, like I actually came up with that thing well not even say if I came up with it you know how people but that concept came after I was already doing it so with the name thing my name was Young LA my mm-hmm. name was Young LA before the other cast and everybody who's saying that who they are so I'm on, I've been always on this underground level, so all the moves I was making, I was starting to plateau out of the underground, making big moves. Mm-hmm. Some people will try to absorb your energy, or dude name was Young LA. He changed his name to Young LA, so when the people were saying, yeah. they looking for Young LA, you like, oh, that's me. You know? mm-hmm. So there's no way to really combat at that, but, but to just be mashing. So when it got to the point where that dude had the single deal with uh, T.I. and all uh-huh. that, yep. uh, I, a lot of people like was like I knew I had people that was making beats for them and then that that was like believing in me that would give me beats and they start saying like hey you know what I, I really like I'm trying to get placements on this album I, I hate for somebody to see me working with you damn and, um, so I start seeing stuff like that all the way to people like hey young you should probably just change your name for it ain't even worth it. yeah because when I would like, look you up that's almost disrespectful yeah, yeah, to a nigga like you feel me so. Honestly, I had a tape called I Know The Real before I started doing the Never Not Working. Okay. And um, with that, people just be coming up to me like, nigga, I know the real Young L.A. <laughs> so I, 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 instead of me trying to battle for that Young L.A., I put the real Young L.A. So that's my new name. So if anytime you say the real Young L.A., it already speak on it. And this before Instagram, you know, everybody the real everything yeah. now. So, yeah. So now, you know, when they say the real Young L.A., it either going to talk into the to the conversation of why you the real young LA mm-hmm. or they already know what it is and they just say it and it move on so yeah. I don't have to put too much energy into it you know because like I said I did all this music here for a positive reason when I ran into that you know I'm from LA you know yeah. I got mm-hmm. uncles and cousins and people that gangbang from every side of the city so when they like oh this what we on and I'm trying to know I didn't come this far to make bring LA to a positive player uh-huh people get money type of situation for me to just press the button on some bozo mm-hmm. who didn't know what he was doing but he really don't know like it's serious you know what I mean yeah. some people don't play about me you know what I mean so I try to make it as smooth as possible make his music and business so I did like you know I, I, I at that time when it was going I was going to every BT award oh, wow. every every single studio session every show I did every feature anything oh, you want to work let's go I'm coming in everything so i could really you know get into every trap every nook and cranny in this motherfucking city you know what i mean so i try my best you know it's a big ass city so much movement i could out here you know shaking rattle and roll and shit so fast forward now people don't even talk about dude i don't really have a uh long conversation about that but that's good i still have to focusing on you and your music when it when it was when it was upward here battle i went up that hill though so now when it's all smooth you know, everybody like, oh, that ain't no big deal. But yeah. in reality, it was a huge deal when, when it was really going down. Uh-huh. And uh, people was like, imagine you see that and you say, hey, Young, I just bought your new single. And that ain't me. And I have to explain to you 
don't support him. Like, yeah. and I'm not that type of nigga. I don't want to knock nobody, but I got to because yeah. you're only doing it because you watching me. Like, I, I like how he move and he deserves. Boom, and you go buy another nigga shit. And I'm telling niggas call me. I'm at the show right now. I'm, that's not me. Yeah. Or they make a flyer, putting the wrong picture, or a nigga been fucking with me the whole time. And right when we get to a solid point, they like, hey, I like that song, ain't I? And I'm like, <laughs> and I worked hard already yeah. to get to where I'm at. So I'm not fit to just like, you know what? I'm going to change my name. It's it's nah, man. Red, yeah. This young LA shit is serious. Exactly. Like, I invite. In LA on a solid way where it's not like trying to push us backward. We're trying to push it forward. And I'm trying to put everybody together and make a no color line type of zone. That's dope. For whatever I can do, you know what I mean? I, you you really like I said, you really stand for never not working. You you rap. You have never not working auto. You have never not working clothes. And you also have your own strand of hybrid. And what is that called? Uh, Young LA OG. Okay. I actually got like a, a whole smoking like community we got called Team Smoke Good Eat Good. Yes. Too. I was, I was so about to with talk. that, you know, it's a lot of stuff that fall on that. We had a, I did a lot of stuff that ain't been done. We used to have a movie night where I ran out of stuff, maybe 30, 30 seats, medicated popcorn, 15 girls, 15 dudes, and we watched like Next Friday or, yeah, yeah, or uh, all, all old smoking <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? So stuff like we're trying to break the barrier, you know? Right. You know, people look at, and I smoke a lot of weed too. So I like to break that one because they look at us like couch potatoes and all yeah. that. Like, I actually smoke to motivate myself to get up and do stuff okay. or to be level headed and not mm -hmm. jump off of what I first think. Sometimes I need to double think something so to hide and all that right. go together, you know. So, when, when, when do your edibles drop or have they dropped yet? Uh, yeah, I got an edible coming out with Munchy Edibles. You okay. are. It's okay. called uh, Zaza Apples. Okay. And it's a. Uh, when I, I be every, you know, he sponsored me and we we been fucking with each other for a long time, and uh, like I we go to the studio and part of the studio is snacks. Mm -hmm. If you go to the studio for eight hours, you are gonna need a snack or two. So right. everybody got their own set of snacks they like to eat. Right. So when I go eating snacks and see, I be finding a new snack. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I tell my boy, hey, check it out. It's a new snack out. <laughs> Make it an edible. Right. That's smart. ain't nothing like. A good ass snack yeah. and it gets you high yeah. rather than you could just have a brownie or a cookie. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But now we got different shit. So I always call him and he was like, Yeah, we need to brand you on one. And, and the last one I was saying, he was like, We're going to put it out. So oh, we working on it. We getting the um, logo and the whole shit. Yeah. You know, we got to make the package and look next level. So. Where, where did that name Never Not Working come from? Uh, to be honest, I ain't going to even lie. I don't even know where it came from. Okay. I, uh, I, like if you ask him, like I, I, I like overthink a lot of stuff. I step back. I ask people. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, like when you're thinking of words, or I talk to a lot of people, I can hear you talking to him and say something, and it become a rap line for me, or uh, a title for a CD, or okay. uh, clothing. You know, I got mm -hmm. so many things that I'm doing. I just listen to people. You know, you can learn from a baby. I should talk to bums. I talk to rich people. I talk to street niggas. Or it's so many different ways I look at mm -hmm. stuff. And I know when, if I talk to a nigga that's from the west side, that's a crib. Mm -hmm. A nigga that's the east side, that's the blood. A nigga from the bay, my nigga from Atlanta, mm -hmm. my nigga from east. And they all saying they like the same thing. I know this is hot now mm -hmm. because there's no way these different dynamics that don't even talk 
Exactly. Or because now I know people that go to the library might run the people that go to Starbucks, so they might have the same interest. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about a nigga that go to Starbucks and they go to the liquor store. Yeah, it's yeah, different type <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. same type of thing. I know. Okay, we can put money in there mm -hmm. and see what we can work. So some stuff don't work all the time, but I, I know I've been doing this long enough to know what work or who see who you know how That's to work dope. this thing. You know what I mean? So. Where where can people purchase your your strand of weed? Uh, right now it's sold out. Oh damn! Yeah, so oh, when it come out, uh, it be I have it at different different people, you know, different little stores, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's it's at some legal dispensaries too. So okay. you know, when it come out, it just it fall where it fall, okay. you know, it ain't no certain person that I'm dealing with that is land that, but you okay, know. That's dope. Um, so how long have you been rapping? I've been rapping since like uh since forever, man. You know, since like uh when I was in um high school, middle school type of thing, I had my cousin, he came from out of town, he lived in Philly, and me and him I had like a bunk bed with the couch thing at the bottom. You know, when you at, when the homies telling we can make a couch play the game mm -hmm. and then if like a cousin spend like you sleep there, I go up top and lay in the bed type thing. So when he moved in the house, he kinda was in that part of the room. So Late night, he I wake up and I the TV on. And we're like, what's up, man? He done it writing raps. Mm -hmm. I jumped down one day, like I couldn't sleep. Fuck it, I couldn't go back to sleep. I just said, hey, let me hear that shit. Then he woke me up. He spit it, and I'm like, cool. I was just like, hey, I think you should switch this to this. And he like, all right. I, I, I said, I do sound better. And he switched it. Then I get started happening more often. I jumped down, let me hear. He should switch that. And he was like, you know what, dude? I like how you. Do that, you should start writing yourself. Mm -hmm. So I started writing. One of them times we moved again, I moved back to Long Beach. I told one homie that I've been writing rap, but I don't rap like I'm not on that. I mm -hmm. just tell him the whole thing. And we was playing basketball. I used to really play basketball, shit. So every Sunday we used to be hooping and shit. It was a gang of niggas at the park. And uh, when it ended, everybody started turning to like a cipher. And I'm like, shit, I don't give a fuck. Like, I wasn't about to say nothing. I was chilling. And they was like, hey, who rap? And the homie was like, my nigga Young LA rap. And I looked at my nigga like, they going to put you on blast. Yeah, what kind of nigga is you? Like, I told you not to do that. So that was your first time? That was my first time oh, rapping in public. Yeah. And there was a gang of street niggas out the court ready to fry me. You know, and I be talking shit too. So I'm like, that was a cold way to do it. But when I spit, nigga, I flipped it. Everybody was like, oh, it was like I was getting. The first lines and certain mm -hmm. lines, like, what the fuck? Like, hold on, you got to do it again. Mm -hmm. Made me spit again. And then after that, I'm like, oh, yeah. Y'all got me fucked up. Yeah. So you, know you just, mean? after the cypher, you just was like, fuck it, just went in. Just went in. That's dope. So I always was a super music fan. Like, as a kid, I used to write down the lyrics so I could learn them before, mm -hmm. play stop, stop and go. I used to be a nigga with the shit in the tape deck, putting the paper in oh. so I could, of course, shut <laughs> oh, yeah. the radio. Mm -hmm. I, used to do that shit, so, yeah. I was always like a super. Damn, we old. I ain't gonna lie, y'all say that though, but this new era that we they live in where they just turn the shit on, that's it different. They don't know about a modem, they don't know no, they about don't. nothing. And yeah. look at this, and look at them though, they on hyper speed. Yeah. Shit, you will learn about it, take six months to learn it, and now you niggas know tomorrow. Like, I know about that. You have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 so. Because I'm this phone is powerful. I'm happy to grow up and be, because we, 
I grew up like uh, you know in the nineties era, so this is we one foot that way and one foot no, that no, way. I said so I know about I all of the dope dealers and the ethics and the codes back then, and I know about how my young niggas moving and fuck that shit and all that. So we get a little bit in the middle, so yeah. I know how to you know be like how uh, J Cole was talking about. He like that middle brother, like mm-hmm. young niggas, old niggas. I'm right in the middle. I fuck with both of them. Yeah. Who's your favorite producer? that you like to work with and why? Damn, uh, well, you know, off top, my boy 89. Lost in the studio, 89, right? Yeah, lost in the studio. I was fucking around with a lot of different folks and everything, but he kind of like got me into the the comfortability level where Mm -hmm. I'm at now, where like, you know what I was like, damn, I don't even like writing no more. I want to start doing that. And that's how I really learned how to fully do it. I have been doing it a little bit, me and him. And he makes every beat from scratch. So oh, imagine yeah. I'm not writing, uh-huh. he not coming. So we making every, all them vibes that you hear. That's dope. We just walked in, he doop, 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 yeah. doop, and I start making the hook and boom, boom, and we're building so in here. I've seen, that, I've seen that on your so, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah so, uh, you know, whenever me, uh, you know, he been uh, low right now after the COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Been going through some little situations. Yeah. So, Shout out to 89, much Shout love. Whenever everything get back together, we'll probably be working on Never Not Working 3 or we'll just, you know, make a song or something, just get that back flowing. But, you know, lately I've been moving around. We're working with a lot of dope other producers as well. So I got to shout them out because we working on some shit. So shout out to Wavy. Shout out to Wavy. Shout out to my nigga Finesse and the Rich Assholes and all that. Uh, Wait, that what's the name? Finesse. That's actually one of the, my guys out of there. But he got a squad called the Rich Assholes. <laughs> I was like, wait, did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, no, they, they popping that shit. They standing on it. They got a clothing line and all that. That's too. dope. Um, damn, you know when you start shouting people out that if you miss somebody, yep. you disrespect them. Yep, so you got to um, keep it going now. My nigga TB, too. I was about to say, you got to You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, uh, it's a lot of people I fuck with, though, so I hate to do it. So everybody, y'all know who y'all is, you know? Don't don't uh follow me. You know it's my head, not my heart. Okay. Now I want to, me personally, I want to see a, 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 a kind of like a joint album with you and Mike Wayne. Yes, uh, shout out to Mike Wayne. You, Mike Wayne and with uh, eighty nine producing all the beats. I think that'd be hard. That'd be super super sick. You know, me and hey, uh, me and Mike Wayne, we uh me and him tapped in and when we did for the win and uh, uh-huh. when we did that song, mm-hmm. you know, for the win is a word now. Really. Uh, you could have got paid. Yeah, that's not about For the win was on your first. Um, never I, I could tell you a lot of words that we made that's words now, but for the win is a word now. Me and him was in here. He thought, I think, you come up with a hook, I come up with a hook, we see how we're going to come. Mm-hmm. He was writing the part of his hook that he said, I was writing the part of our hook. I said, when we spit our hook, and we was both talking about the win, and it was just crazy. Like, how are you talking we wasn't close enough where we could hear each other. Yeah. He he sometimes he write in his head and do the same mm-hmm. thing too. So we both was like, let me see what you got. I got two lines, I got two lines here. And we spit it over like, damn, we on the same subject. So we smashed. And ever since then, me and Mike Wayne, that's like my bro. We can I'm on his album. He on he on my albums. We can did shows together. We matching eating. And that's how we fuck with a lot of people I fuck with and, and therefore and so on and so on. <laughs> you know? That's how I that's how um because we was asking off 
camera. Yeah. So that's how I found out about you yeah. off Mike Wayne because I've been knowing him 12, 13 years. Yeah. That's my brother. Yeah, he was just telling me that. Like, yeah. He said, I was like, where you do your interview at? Because they was, they was, I was at the house. Yeah. Like, that's my, <laughs> that's my <laughs> people.